Ah, welcome to another episode of Principal Wonderings, a place for leading and learning where we as a staff focus on engaging kids in meaningful and authentic learning experiences. I'm your host, Jamie Richardson, proud principal of Lockreal Middle School, home of the Wildcats. In this episode, we'll visit our sixth grade where we talk about electives and how challenging it has been in our CDL model to offer creative outlets for our students. Let's get started. Okay, hey, welcome to another episode of Principal Wonderings. Uh, today, I'm really pleased and excited to uh, share uh, this young lady's story. Um, we're gonna kind of tackle um, some of the challenges and, and, and successes about how we weave in creativity for our kids. Um, creativity is one of those things that has been a wonderful uh, part of what we do here at Lock Real, giving kids all kinds of outlets um, on a regular basis and um, ensuring that they have the options to kind of choose those things that give their passion. But we also have given them, you know, some urges to try new things and to push them into maybe some of their uncomfort zones to find out if those are things that actually are interests of them. So I'm really proud of the programming we've done here at Lock Real and the options we have for our kids. And then comprehensive distance learning hits. So I'm, I'm curious, uh, Mrs. Schilling, the wonderful Mrs. Schilling, uh, welcome aboard. Yeah, we're gonna, let's just talk about, I've been kind of throwing you into an elective this year and uh, how's it going? How's it going for you? Well, Mr. Richardson, if I can be honest, I've been kind of thrown into electives for a number of years. And so I'm kind of used to just being thrown into things that I don't really know what I'm doing. And we just either sink or swim. So I'm still floating, I guess. And I guess we're doing okay. Um, it's been fun. It has been really fun. Um, so different this year for me to be able to really focus on just one elective and um, really just bridge that gap with the sixth graders of what that creativity looks like in a class. Um, tricky. The tricky part here is that elective is so fun. I mean, it's supposed to be fun. You get to explore different ideas. And the whole idea is you elect for something to do. And it should be um, an outlet, like you said, for you know that innovation and the creativity and the projects and this and that. The problem is we have to lump it all in one class. And that's hard. Um, hard for me to know what do our kids need and hard to reconcile that there is so much freedom. We can go in so many different directions, um, but we wanna honor what's best for the kids, what's best for building a foundation, what's best for what they're going to be doing next year. And, and then just try and throw some dice and hope it comes up right. And so um, flying the plane as we build it and changing things up and not sure where we're going, but it's been an adventure and, and the kids have been really fantastic, um, really fantastic. So not complaining. I love that I get to teach elective, but I am struggling now even at second semester of how do we meet the needs of all of these diverse perspectives of what an elective should look like. So for example, if you don't mind, I'm gonna share screen real quick. I had, um, I had our students fill out a survey just um, a couple of days ago. And these are projects that we did. And so we started with this name room or name design and dream room and this movie poster, et cetera, et cetera. And you can see it's supposed to be based on, hey, least to favorite. And, and it's just, 
I, I mean, I don't know if you're catching on, but there isn't one that I can say, oh, wow, that was a hit and that was a miss. And, and so the challenging part is knowing that you're going to have students that are going to be looking at activities and thinking to themselves, this isn't for me. And then those same activities are going to be ones that other kids are gonna say that was the best ever. And so it's been hard, it's been challenging. I, I wanna provide what the kids want to do, but I also want to provide, um, I guess, you know, we talk a lot about life skills, but I want to provide a foundation with using skills, using sight, using um, their talents and gifts, using strategies that even if it isn't artistic or art or design, it is still something that can build and be a foundation for years to come. So yeah. that was a long answer. No, it was, it was, it was well, um, probably pretty accurate too so and in really you're you're teaching sixth graders new to the building have never stepped foot in our building um know really what their options are you know so it's even probably harder to to set them up for hey how are you doing what do you like you know i do even right know and, and know what, what are, so it's great. Right, and what, and what are their background skills? So we started working just with slides, you know, do you know how to insert a text box or do you know how to create word art or provide an image or background? And then it moved into, after we established that, um, something that was kind of a, well, that works, but I didn't know if it would, where they created this dream room. And so they started, you know, taking images and kind of like the Bitmoji classrooms, but they hadn't done that, you know? And so we didn't put the Bitmoji person in it, but they got to establish what would be their dream study room. And, and to this point, I mean, even though we did it in October, I think, or late September, that was one of their favorite activities, I think, because of that creativity. And they mentioned that even in the survey that they could design their own and, and it was digital, but very complicated. I mean, in the sense that they even had to use like background remover. So take the image, save the image, then use the background remover. Now insert the image, now arrange the order for the image to not be in front of something else. And I have to tell you, I was super impressed. I mean, to create the directions for it was umpteen slides with umpteen different points, but they did it. And I, that was that point where I realized these kids are capable of a lot, capable of a lot. And so then you switch it up, think, oh, too much digital. So let's now do, you know, something artistic like first point perspective. It's a hit with some and a miss with others. So it's just, it's, it's hard to know what they want, what they need, but I'm trying to make a balance a little bit. And I think uh, speaking to other elective teachers, they're doing the same and we're all kind of, you know, doing that survey in our own perspectives and then trying to reach out to the students, what, what is your preference? And at this point, again, if I showed you the survey, um, it's almost 50-50. I like doing things by hand. I like digital. So, okay, we'll just keep going back and forth, I guess. Um, one of the activities I did know though that they preferred or they, they took advantage of, I think, is when we did in December where it was called December Cheer. And so I just tossed kind of like an elf theme, but I tossed this background like a map and clicked here, 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 and there's links to different than more menus. And so we know choice is preferred, but the kids could choose, do we want 
to do another like holiday room design or create a calendar or create a holiday Kahoot or a gift to someone or an ornament. And I'll tell you, <laughs> to me, this is just so amusing. But with some of the favorite, like most proud of projects was the sock snowman where you make a sock with beans or like, you know, rice in it and they make that in it. They were just so proud of themselves. <laughs> but the fact that they had choice, they could choose a couple from a wide variety of some digital, some art. And so that is definitely something I'll go back to. But before you can do that, they have to have a foundation mm -hmm. and they have to be able to know how to create a slide. They have to be able to know how to, you know, do some of these things that you're asking them to then now take to the next level. And that's the tricky part. So I guess that leads to the next activity. Yeah. Well, and and as you say that they they are growing so much, and that that's one thing that we've kind of discovered over time are those skills that they learn in their elective classes, whether it's digital arts or media or any of those things. Um, they'll take those skills into other classrooms and offer that up to their teachers as, hey, would you mind if I did this, you know, for my project exhibition or you know, and right. Uh, that's one thing I really love about the exposures that we're giving our kids um, is their, their ability to create and think about how they can demonstrate their learning in different ways. Yes. Amazing. So I'm glad to hear that they're, they're probably maybe even strengthening those muscles even more over distance learning because they're having to be really creative. Yeah. And there were survey responses. Uh, one of the questions was, what are you most proud of and why? And there were a couple of survey responses of, I like doing this, but we just finished optical illusion art and the kids again, blew it out of the water. At least some of them did. We're just like, wow, that's, that really looks 3D. Um, and most of it was a secondary where they got to select from a YouTube video how to do it. So it wasn't like, oh, wow, Mr. Schilling, you did a great job teaching it. It was that, hey, here's this video. Now that you have a few of the skills, try it. And it was, wow, that really is amazing. But they struggled with that a little bit. But then a couple other activities, they would say, it was hard at first, but I'm proud because I figured it out. And, and then there was one I loved, that, and it's the video that I was going to show. Um, and my parents watched it, and they loved it, too. And I'm... Oh, okay. That's what we're looking for. If it were just super easy, hey, make another slide. Um, I don't think they would find that element of challenge that, you know, initiates kind of that momentum to keep at it. So again, hit and miss though. And, and we're going to keep working at different ideas. Um, I don't know. I'm going to probably jump ahead here, but and um, one of the activities that you and I talked about sharing on this was um, what I call the view ahead. And I guess I can date back to about four or five years ago when I, when I was doing a bullying project and one of the kids came up with, I think it was a student, I don't think I found it, a biteable website. And it's basically making a very simplistic video. In fact, biteable, that's part of their promotion that it's like one of the easiest ways to make a video. I remember they turned it in and I was wowed, like you did this. And so I had to investigate, really kind of look into it. And since then I found it to be a site that's pretty user-friendly, but was it user-friendly enough for sixth grade? So I was kind of gonna put that off. And, and then with the new year happening and Christmas break, um, you know, that conversation happens a lot with 2020 being awful and what's ahead and a lot of opportunity for reflection, which we know is great. 
and incorporating a little bit of that character strong about goal setting and what does our community need to make something better than what we had last year. And so that led to a, let's just dig in. Let's see what they can do with this. And so my why was multifaceted. I wanted to see if they could make these videos, um, but it was also incorporating some of that reflection piece of last year was rough. What do we have to look forward to? Where are some changes for you personally, for our community? And then just one of those bucket, um, you know, wish list kind of scenarios, you know, sometime this century I want to. So I provided them with sentence frames, basically like, hey, if you were to fill out these questions, you know, like 2020 was rough, challenging, crazy, but, and then something beyond, what would they say? So that was kind of that part one. It was very, very scaffolded, very much structured because I knew if I just gave them too much, you know, then you can't find the fence line. You don't quite know what you're doing with it. Once they fill out the sentences that were a little more reflective, then we dug into the biteable. That wasn't as easy as I thought. <laughs> there, there's a tutorial and I thought, oh, they don't want to hear Mrs. Schilling talk. Let's just show the tutorial on the biteable. And it's like eight minutes. And I think it's great, but it's really set up for businessmen. And you know, the kids are snoring on the other side. And, and then the, the turn-in process is very tricky. You have to, um, you have to export and then and then save here and then publish and then copy just that and it's directions. I mean, it's very much follow the directions and the kids want to just copy the link at the top. No, that doesn't work. So umpteen thousand times you have to go back to them and say, try again, try again, but they did it. And it's a really cool site for allowing them to have that creativity of choosing scenes and then using those sentence frames as text inside the scenes and then expanding where they wanted with the music and the images and everything else to really make a video that just sums up oh, what um, their year was like and what they're looking for in a view ahead. Good. And I was able a to lot of words. Those. Yeah, uh, well, I'll show you one if you want. Because it's refreshing for something other than my voice right now. <laughs> okay, so this was one of the ones that just really wowed me. I loved even the music involved in it. Um, and, and this, I just, it just was great. simple and again the sentence frames were there and really the expectation was like six different scenes um the kids could go cartoon route like you know little images animated more or they could select images that represented what they felt like they were sharing so the creativity there was in designing the scenes and then of course they got to write their own message and so we had a lot of students um talking about the environment as far as the community goes talking a whole lot about wearing masks and we want to get back to school and get rid of COVID um, and then sharing dreams that were kind of fun. So simple, but at this point, most of our students know how to make a viable video and they could see it come together and realize I did that. And that's something I think is worth celebrating. Yeah. No, uh, there, there were quite a few 
um, amazing ones for sure. But uh, just to tell a story through a different um, through a different media is pretty impressive. So, Ms. Schilling, uh, I know it's a struggle. I know you'll continue to grow and learn and, and adjust and adapt for sure. Uh, but appreciate you taking on this challenge and working with our kids. And I think whatever we're doing this year um, will have a positive impact on our kids. And uh, and I just encourage you to keep on keep on trying. I mean, it's, it's a hard it's a hard task. So thank you, thank you. Well, we're doing the same thing the kids are doing. Yeah. I mean, we're asking them to stretch, and we're doing that too. And working with great teams who are so flexible and just saying, "Hey, this is fun," you know, and or trying it with them. And, and that's, been, that's been great too. I mean, these things are things that we're all learning as new and we become students alongside them. And I think that's, that's, that's what we should be modeling. So yeah, thanks no. for giving me the opportunity to share a lot of words as usual. Very good. Well, you are appreciated and thank you, thank you. Thank you.